Hello, wild beings. I hope you are doing fabulous. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm Emily, a certified personal trainer, optimal living coach, and a human being just trying to live as wild as possible in this current reality that we are all a part of. So I'm so happy to be back on a solo episode with myself. I filmed quite a few I recorded quite a few episodes now with some amazing human beings, and I'm so grateful for all of those conversations. However, I wanted to come on here and just chat a little bit about some topics and concepts that I'm super passionate about, and I've just been feeling really interesting in... I feel like I'm finally coming to my true potential and coming to my true authentic self. I think that my life, I have been through a lot of different phases where I've been interested in different things and drawn towards different activities and experiences and all of them have served me at that current moment in my life. However, I finally feel like I'm coming to, everything is coming to fruition in my inner purpose of this lifetime where I'm really called to utilize the earth and the earth's energy and help other people understand that getting back to our primal roots can really uncover a lot about who we are and that we can learn a lot from nature, just really stepping away from all of this, you know, flashy modern technology and just this really three-dimensional way of living, dualistic, good versus bad, all of these things that we're currently fighting, just really stepping away from that and tapping back into egalitarian ways of living and just loving one another and finding more optimal ways of living on our in and on our internal life and then also in our personal life which will help us live more optimally together and as a collective consciousness so there's been some things that I've been doing recently to help optimize my energy field one of the major things that has helped me so much is seeing a Chinese energy healer. So I've never really experienced this form of healing before. And the main reason I went to go see this practitioner was because I was having extreme fatigue. Now I've always struggled with fatigue. Um, When I was in high school, I slept a really lot, a long time compared to other people. And I've always needed a lot of rest and I still do need a lot of rest I think it's because I do have a big vessel of energy and light going through me and I just process a lot of things and a lot of energy therefore I do need more rest than the average human being that's not so aware and so sensitive and empathetic and connected and processing a lot of different things so I do require more sleep However, I was having extreme fatigue. And in high school, when I was having fatigue, I it was linked, a lot of 
it was linked to my heart because my heart wasn't functioning optimally. And then I did have open heart surgery in 2015. And my heart is now fabulous and 100% strong and functioning. And that did help my energy levels. But I still was having these, you know, extreme fatigue. And then I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which a symptom is that is energy regulation. And I did do think that optimizing my thyroid through different lifestyle interventions, which I will talk about next, has helped my energy. But anyway, I went to this Chinese energy healer, acupuncturist, for my energy levels. And I remember the first day I went to see this man, I just said, you know, I'm having this fatigue I just said a couple of the symptoms that I was having. So then I lay on this table and he checks my pulse. He checks six pulses, three on your right hand, three on your left hand. And they're seeing, they're checking the different pulses of your different organs because I don't fully, you know, I'm not a master in any of this at all. But the way I understand it is that they're looking at how the chi, so energy, life force energy is flowing through your body. And they're seeing where there's, blockages of that energy deficiencies in that energy or like miscommunication of your different organs so he told me that I had some yin and yang deficiency in my liver and in my kidney and I remember he looked at me and he said you probably overthink a lot of things and you question everything and you can't turn your brain off a lot of times you probably need a lot more sleep than most people but you don't feel rested and you probably drink a lot of water but you never feel hydrated and I was like what nobody's ever you know understood or told me those things that were so accurate for my being and my experience of life that I was almost taken back just like how does he know all of that from reading my pulses so then he puts a couple acupuncture points in and then he does energy healing where he's just placing his hands under your back, on covering your ears, on your toes, just all these different points. And he's using his chi to help get your chi and your energy flowing properly. So I saw him every week for three weeks and I felt so different. He also gave me some herbs that helped balance my energy and I can't even explain how different my energy felt and different how my brain felt where I wasn't overthinking things anymore and I was capable of finding this inner stillness this inner peace inside of me that's always there and it's always has been there but I think sometimes we get so far off of you know our path and then this man just helped me find my way and I still see him whenever I am feeling like something's going on or I just am needing help or I just want something to really relax me and just being able to surrender. It's hard for me to fully surrender to what is or to another person and really let myself relax and heal. And I'm so grateful that I found this person that's helped me find my center and find this calming, you know, balance of my energy because I do know that I have a lot of energy in my body I've always felt that way and I've always felt powerful with my energy field but I do know that if I do certain things that 
my energy cannot be optimal. So certain things that I need to avoid. Spicy food. I don't like spicy food anyway, so it's not hard for me to avoid spicy food. I have enough spice in me. I have enough fire. I have enough yang energy, I think, flowing through me that I don't need things that make me have more fire. I do not do well in extremely hot temperatures. If you are one of my friends, you know that I cannot be anywhere above 80 degrees or I get red and hot and sweaty and I my mood starts changing. I just do not do the best in hot temperatures. I should not drink alcohol. Alcohol creates more heat in my body and that just does not create the most optimal environment for my energy field. So I think finding those different things really understanding my energy field, what my internal structure of energy is, and then ways that I can make that more optimal and just feeling better has helped me so much. Moving to Washington has also been a very important thing for me in terms of the environment that I'm in. I'm surrounded by so much water. It does rain a decent amount here, and there are so many lakes, which for me is really good for my being water is so cleansing and healing and i do if you look at my birth chart i do not have that much water and i think just in general the qualities of water you know being super flowy and not needing as much structure and things i think i do need a little help in those aspects so being surrounded by water is one thing that is very powerful and then just surrounded by trees and nature and earth and mountains has really helped me ground myself into my being and understand that I am safe and I am rooted in this earth and I am a part of earth and earth is within me. It's just allowed me to fully come into I think who I am as a person and I grew up in northeast Colorado on a farm And I really loved my childhood growing up there, being able to play outside and run around and just have a small community. And then I wanted to get out of that and I went to college in California and I did enjoy my experience in California. However, California was not meant for me. I had this idea that I wanted to go to California And then I wanted to live in a big city and make it big in all these big fitness industries. And I think that was a fabulous dream. And I'm so grateful for all of my experiences in California. I met some amazing people. But in general, I don't think that I align with living there. I think that in general, and this may be just my perception, but my perception is that that... In California, there's this stigma of, you know, you need to look a certain way, you need to drive certain cars, you need to have money, and just some decent amount of superficialness, I perceive, which isn't good or bad, it just is. That's just a fact in my brain that that's how I perceive a lot of how California is, and I just don't think that aligns perfectly with what I am or what I want to be surrounded by. So moving out to the Pacific Northwest, I live in um near Seattle and I do love it out here. I've met some fabulous people through my job that have really changed my life in some phenomenal ways. I do 
firmly believe that the environment you are in and the people you surround yourself with play such an important role in the evolution of your consciousness and the evolution of your being. And if you are surrounded by people that are supporting you and loving you and understanding that you are growing and trying to change and they are also doing that independently then it's just a fabulous experience I think that finding these people that I'm able to have these super deep relationships with and friendships with that I've never really experienced before in my life is just such an amazing experience for me and I'm so grateful that I was called to this area I have also completely changed how I eat. I used to compete in bikini NPC bikini competitions and training for those was an amazing experience that I really am grateful for also. However, it did destroy my metabolism and quite frankly my body in some ways because I was overtraining a lot causing my body a lot of harm and not eating nearly enough eating super low fat low calories and a lot of like diety food so zero calorie syrup that just had chemicals in it (laughs) the way that I eat now is very primal and I try to eat in ways that optimize my thyroid so for instance I avoid gluten as gluten impacts your thyroid functioning in many ways and I think that gluten causes inflammation and it impacts your pineal gland and makes you feel groggy and it slows your brain functioning down and it hurts your gut and it just does not create an optimal environment inside of my body so I avoid eating gluten I eat red meat again I used to not eat red meat I eat higher fat and I do I eat higher fat foods I used to avoid fat fat is very important especially saturated fat I do eat a good amount of fat and meat and I really try to eat no processed food I eat some processed food just because it's almost impossible not to eat anything that's not processed but I do try to eat as local in season as possible I don't eat fruit unless it's in season. So right now I'm eating apples in Washington and pears the beginning of winter. But eating a pineapple in Washington, it does not make much sense right now because there's no pineapples growing here. So there's the certain... I'm just trying to eat as local and organic and in season as possible. And that has really helped my energy and made me feel way better and stronger and healthier eating a good amount of food proper nutrients and then really looking down at the specific nutrients that I need for my thyroid so some things that help my thyroid functioning is eating more selenium so I get that in brazil nuts eating more iodine so I get that in seaweed and then I am taking right now a biothyroid supplement So I was on levothyroxine, which is a pharmaceutical drug. However, I do not align with that. And I do not think that that is the most optimal thing for me to optimize my thyroid as that pill is just producing more T4 in your body. And if your body does not have the nutrients to convert T4 to T3 and then bring that T3 to the target cell, then that is pointless and even though it will change your numbers in a lab test it's not really changing how your body's processing things and its actual functioning so I 
have got my symptom mitigation down. I think that's the most important thing with any sort sort of diagnosis that any doctor gives you is that yes the labs are super important but also so is how you're feeling and if your energy feeling better and you're not having these negative symptoms then there's no need to change it I think lifestyle interventions for most of the things that doctors prescribe should be for sure the first thing you should try all of the different lifestyle interventions that could be possible and then last resort go to pharmaceutical substances I have also really changed how I work out. I used to lift and do fasted cardio and work out every day a lot and now I don't work out every day. My job is pretty active however because I am a personal trainer so I'm moving around a lot of the days. I don't sit at all for my job between clients maybe for like three minutes but usually I'm still standing so I don't sit that often throughout the day. I'm moving around a lot. I'll do probably two to three lifts a week on a good week. Some weeks I don't lift. If it's the week before my period, usually I don't lift. I just rest. I go for long walks and I do more meditation and slow stretching. Work on different, like rolling out my feet more, for instance, or something like that. Like treating my body with love and compassion and understanding that if I don't have a lot of energy, then I probably shouldn't do too much exercise going for long hikes. I've really enjoyed hiking. I fell in love with hiking in California and then after I graduated college I went to Switzerland and hiked for a couple months there in Switzerland and France and that was the most amazing experience in my life. I fell in love with the mountains then and earth and just understanding how healing nature can be and here I've really found so much joy in going out hiking and in the winter doing some snow hikes wearing micro spikes so it's been really fun for me to adventure and go on these fun long hikes with some of my friends that I've connected with here another lifestyle intervention that I have loved is doing more cold plunging so I will go jump in the lake and it is pretty cold right now. The other morning I went and it was 32 degrees in the morning. So pretty freezing. However, you go in the lake and you submerge into this cold water. And it is such good practice for so many reasons. I like it because it decreases inflammation. It makes me feel alive. It makes me awake. It's really good for my central nervous system regulation. It's taking your body and placing it in a way that is not homeostasis so homeostasis is when everything homeostasis is that your body is at this set point and then you have a stimulus and then your body will have all these different things happen and then your reaction brings you back to homeostasis so i think it's important to get out of homeostasis in certain ways and then bring you back to homeostasis your body should have this loop Another example would be exercising. When you're exercising, you are causing stress to your body and then your body has all these responses, repairing those cells, repairing those muscles, building the muscles up with collagen and with all these other things, and then your body comes back to homeostasis. So I think it's very important that we have these regulatory systems optimized so that you are exposed to these stresses so that your body can get used to that when we... When we're no longer capable of bringing our body back to homeostasis or we're causing harm to our body in order to bring it back to homeostasis, that's when I believe that disease occurs. So an example of that would be somebody that eats a lot, a lot of carbohydrates and a lot of processed carbs that they're not burning. That's when people get high blood glucose 
levels, um, diabetes, or seeing blood sugar really high. Those are the examples. So when you eat something, your blood sugar goes up and that's bringing glucose into your bloodstream and then you should take that glucose into the muscles or it can be stored but what happens is if you keep eating and that insulin just keeps going up and up and up the blood sugar keeps rising and then if there's no way for that glucose to go it will stay in your bloodstream and then we'll have high blood sugar so when those when we don't have that regulatory system anymore in our body that's when we will start developing these diseases or these issues later in life. One thing that I have really been trying to do also on a personal like soul development level is thinking about all of these labels and stories that I've been told about who I am as a person. Growing up, I always was told you're so strong you're so independent you're so you know the the main thing I think in my brain that I've been told a lot is you're so strong and I when I had open heart surgery I was told that so much which is a fabulous thing to tell me because yes I am strong thank you (laughs) I'm strong internally and externally but I think that being told that so much, it almost creates, I think it's called stereotype threat, where you're telling me I'm strong, so then my, what I'm putting out to you or to the world, I'm almost trying to fulfill what you told me I am. And I think this is so powerful to do on an individual level of thinking about what people have told you you are and then what you're projecting out to fulfill what they've told you and then also what you tell other people they are that is subconsciously creating them being that back to you if that makes sense kind of an interesting concept to think about but by you telling other somebody else like you are so kind you always put others first in their brain they're probably going to subconsciously or consciously put other people first because you have said that to them their whole life or you have you know been their friend and said that to them a lot you're so kind you always put me first you always put me first you're the best you're so kind you always put me first they're going to put you first just because you're saying this to them and i'm not sure how to overcome this i think the biggest thing is that just don't putting a lot of labels on other people when we attach words to anything it causes issues (laughs) and personally what I have been trying to do is just speak from my authentic self and use words that I'm meaning in a way that I'm not just trying to fulfill what these other people are saying or what I think they want me to say in order to fulfill their view of me and that can be even just fulfilling past expectations of who you used to be you know every day every moment I'm a new version of Emily I'm a new version of who I am and it is not fair for myself or for anybody else to expect that I'm going to be how I was yesterday or how I was two years ago we're constantly evolving and changing and every single moment is a new opportunity for me to be a new version of who I am and I think 
by reading books like A New Earth and The Power of Now and uh, The Untethered Soul, I have been really working on dissolving my past and dissolving these past stories I tell myself or even past things I've done or said or been. That's not who I am. I'm so much more than anything I've done or anything I've said. And if I am able to release that and just understand and be present in who I am now in this moment and being authentically true to what I'm currently feeling and sensing, then that is helping me heal from not trying to speak in a way that I'm just trying to fulfill what other people are wanting me to say. I'm not sure if that made sense, but that's something that I'm working on is just really trying to be authentic with my voice and authentic with who I am. I think I've always done that. I've always been, you know, I've always been into so many different things. That's why I love Miley Cyrus because she's so into different things, but she's genuinely into those things. However, I do think that I have work, I'm working on and I do have work to do still of not letting this past pull me into or come back and affect me now where I don't want those stories or who I was or things I've done or things I've said or experiences that no longer serve me should not define who I am in this moment.